Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Dungeon Cast is brought to you by the Elements of Inspiration Kickstarter. Set off for adventure with Elements of Inspiration. This 420-card box set contains nine decks, each for a different environment. So no matter where the heroes go, there will be exciting events to experience. Decks within the Element of Inspiration box set are based on common and exotic environments found in fantasy adventures including urban, forest, mountains, underground, waterways, tundra, deserts, plains, and swamps. The card types are based on the three pillars of gameplay emphasized in the world's greatest role-playing game, exploration, roleplay, and combat. Each card has a keyword and an explanatory paragraph to spark your imagination. There are also four options listed that pertain to the keyword for added variety and inspiration. Do not hesitate. Adventure calls. Back elements of inspiration from Nord Games today on Kickstarter with the link in the description below. Interested in sponsoring the show? Reach out to us at thedungeoncast.gmail.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I am Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're talking about Dispater. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. What year is it, Brian? It's uh, year of of the 2022. No, it is year of the fiend. It's year of the fiend. Get it right. It's year. It's so new. It's so fresh <laughs> it's and crispy. It's still new and fresh. It's the produce I'm not going to eat till it starts to turn brown. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, dang. Um, uh, that's not true. I want a deep, big bite of this. Uh, this fiend this salad? Fiendish apple or whatever. Fiend salad. <laughs> okay. Well, we are continuing our climb down the road to Nessus in today's episode. So far in this Year of the Fiend, we have made it through the first layer of Beator, Avernus, controlled by the Archduchess Zariel, and now we have arrived in the second layer of Dis, also known as the Iron City of Dis. This layer is named for its ruler, the Archduke Dispater, Lord of the Second and Father of Strife. The Urbane Iron Duke rules the Iron City from within his Iron Tower and is legendary for both his unparalleled caution in all things and the impregnable layers of defense he has constructed throughout his domain. That would make a sick Tenacious D song. Like everything you just said. <laughs> it would be. It, would, <laughs> it might be the greatest and best song in the world. <laughs> but uh, Dispater is depicted as a seven foot tall, dark haired humanoid with sable gray skin as cold and hard as iron. His infernal heritage is quite obvious from his glowing red eyes, small horns on his forehead, and a sinewy and long pointed tail and his cloven left hoof. He's very 
quintessentially an almost cliche looking devil. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's showing up in like business, business, business. Not, I was going to say business casual, but no. No. Business, business. Business, business. <laughs> Devilishly handsome, Despater dresses in only the finest attire. <laughs> yeah. Exorbitant and resplendent, such as his velvet gloves, red robes, and all, he always wields his magical mace-like rod. Balthazar from Constantine. He's <laughs> yeah. Balthazar. Yeah, maybe. He's, sure. wearing, he's business, business. He was at the <laughs> liquor store killing a guy, and he's in a fucking suit. <laughs> you know, uh, Constantine gives up on their show a lot. We should do. A, I love should, that movie. We should do a watch along on the channel. That would be cool. That would be, be really cool. You know, Keanu Reeves said he wanted to do Constantine more. That's because he's a smart man and knew it was a good movie. Yeah, that's okay. a bummer about the latest Matrix though. I, I heard it was bad. I, I heard seen it anything. did a tanky, yeah. a big old tanky. Even doopy. Tom didn't like it. And that dude loves every movie. Oh, uh, check out. Did you could you imagine with Tom? <laughs> okay, back to Despater. Right. Despater is an entity of unimaginable age, ancient even by the standards of his peers. Untold eons have passed since he first rose to power to the point where his origin is no longer remembered by most and shrouded in mystery. Though according to the tale of Pac Primeval, it is said that Despater was formerly an angel that worked with Asmodeus and Mephistopheles and the many dark angels that would become the first Aranese uh, to transform the barren wasteland of Beator into the industrious plane of torture and punishment it is today. Thus, he is one of the very few to have held his position as Archduke from Hell's very founding. Um, a master strategist and expert in intrigue, Despater has a well-earned reputation for being the most carefully calculating of the archdevils, save perhaps for Asmodeus himself. His personal safety is always his top priority, and to catch him off guard would be to outwit one of the most clever and resourceful beings in all of reality. Uh, his every action taken throughout his long dominion has been done to, with patient cunning and unshakable discretion. Although he, like the other Archdukes, has ambitions to take control of the Nine Hells himself, he avoids taking big risks at all costs, not out of fear, but due to his unique philosophy of the nature of reality. So he's working in like a, his lair is like, a, uh, like an oil drill. And like there's dirt and coal mining like happening and flying everywhere and no dirt is ever getting on him. He's like Never. always so clean. He's always so clean. And like the industrial Spotless. feel of his location. Like it's funny me. that you brought up like essentially mining and drilling because a lot of mining happens here. I mean the 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 setup with with the location uh -huh. description here kind of like tees it up really nicely to be that. Okay, so for maybe, sure. Maybe that's why I'm drawing that. The writers did a good job is what you're saying. Good job, wizards. <laughs> Despater's views, uh, Despater views reality as an enigma enigmatic game governed by unclear rules, and he analyzes the worth of everything by how it might help him glean his true, its true nature. He views himself as a contestant in this game, and if he can discover the principles that, that define the true nature of the cosmos, he can learn how to ascend to the top of the Nine Hells hierarchy, and then eventually the entire planar order. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, he he's big thoughts. Big, he's a big thinker. <laughs> he's just sitting there doing the big brain meme in his yeah. chair all day long, all the time. He's all like, the... one day I'm gonna do this shit. I thought so good today, guys. <laughs> Thus, the Lord of Dis measures everything in terms of the knowledge it contains and the secrets that can be gleaned from it. Uh, Despater's trade in souls is concerned mainly with the acquisition of secrets. He covets the souls of those who seek secrets and those who have useful secret information of their own that he can bargain for. His imps scour the material plane in search of any lost lore that could help to turn a soul to Despater's service. Such a secret could be a lost spell sought by a mighty archmage who pledges fealty to Despater in return for the knowledge. Or it could be the identity of a petitioner's secret admirer. This is a cool, like, Vecna setup, the secret guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. Who's Vecna's boy? I forget uh, his name. Uh, well, there's Cast the Bloody Handed. 
who's not his boy anymore. Nah, it's like a it's like a pseudo Vecna. It's oh, like Ve- Vecna. Vecna and Acerarak. Acerarak. Yeah, Acerarak. No, it's Acerarak. Acerarak. Anyways, uh, that, that this they're is cool. secret bros. Can so. you imagine? At if, least we think they are. Uh, you could. <laughs> they are secret bros. You could. Uh, you could take Acerarak and trap him in this layer of hell, mm-hmm. and then Vecna has to go bust his boy out. I don't know if Vecna would come to the rescue. I think Vecna would be like. Nah, Acerex got this. Nah, he's like, you, you've you got a secret that I have to protect. Okay, I will, maybe. I could, I could, I could see that. Boys. That would be a weird, like, evil off between the three of them. Some evil off going on. <laughs> oh, like, uh, um, spoilers for Out of the Abyss, I guess. Like, the end uh-huh. of Out of the Abyss. Oh, right, There's sure. an evil off. There's a big, big, big evil There's off. There's a big evil off. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. One example of the many secrets Spader holds is in the secret techniques of mining and forging infernal arms he holds. Because of this, Despater has become the foremost arms dealer of the Nine Hells and perhaps the greatest weapon supplier in all of the planes. Uh, as a Lord of Dis, he oversees a mining and smelting operation that continually churns out weapons and armor. Using some of the great number of secret techniques Despater has unearthed over his lifetime, the foundries of Dis produce deadly armaments that help to stem the abyssal tide. Uh, the fighting requires constant reinforcements, creating a voracious appetite for the products of the iron mines on Dis, and the workshops in the sprawling metropolis that shares the name of the Lair. Boss, we need you to come down to digging site four. It's like he comes down there. He's like, "Don't tell anyone what we found here. Yeah, don't tell anyone I was even here." He just shows up and, and you're, while you're mining, is like, "Shh!" Like pulls the diamond out. It's like, "Shh!" Just blends back into shadow. Despite the analytical approach to his aspirations, Despater is a being of diabolical charisma and carries himself with appreciable self-control. He is calm and composed at all times and is undeniably persuasive, delivering reasonable arguments with the courtesy of a true gentleman. His ability to withhold his anger even when it passionately burns is a source of personal pride for the father of strife. Oh, I bet you can see it on his face and yeah, like trying to hold eyes. it back. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But behind Despater's sophisticated propriety and the soft finery is a tyrant's iron fist, much to the displeasure of members of his court. He's a malicious manipulator whose gentle words are laced with deception and his acts of supposed charity are an invariably political in nature. Uh, among the archdevils, he is noted for rarely forcing others to do his bidding, preferring instead to twist them into unwittingly carrying out his will of their own accord. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, bro. Good one. Uh, <laughs> well done. Uh, even when committing acts of unspeakable evil, his chivalrous facade remains unwavering. And in the exceptionally rare occasion, his ironclad stoicism breaks. Despater destroys all witnesses rather than leave them alive to p- potentially expose his folly. So if he ever breaks his cool, run for your fucking life. <laughs> there won't be anybody that, around to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Wow. How does he? How does he do the killing? I mean. So the just the, one punch manning people in his suit, <laughs> and there's no blood on him. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. Archdukes have a very strong control over their own layer to a certain degree. Oh yes, Asmodeus yes. kind of trumps that, but like yeah, there's very few, if any, that can truly like one v one him in any in any meaningful way. While in lair, while in lair, while in lair. Yeah. So yeah. Asmodeus could show up and be like, yeah. I am going to outlayer you in your own lair. Exactly, and that would work out. It, that would work out. Your lair is in my lair. Exactly. <laughs> Your lair is but one apartment within my lair. Yeah, I let okay. you live here. I let you live here. This is I, my house. Definitely, <laughs> definitely your landlord. That's what Esmodius really is. He's just a really rich landlord. Yeah, he's like, tell me a secret. <laughs> That's your rent. Tell me a secret. Do it now. <laughs> um, and yet a flaw has appeared in Despater's seemingly immaculate poise and invincible defense. 
His never-ending vigilance has ever so slowly transitioned into all-consuming anxiety and paranoia. Despater trusts no one and dislike, su dislikes surprises. Unless otherwise forced to, he never leaves or is never seen to leave his city or even his Iron Tower taken to dwelling in the libraries inside. The gloomy Archdevil's paranoia affects his every action, and the ever-cautious Lord of Dis has at least nine escape routes and, and backup plans at any given moment. Escape pod to Texas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> he employs a network of spies and informants to watch over anyone that might threaten him. And Despater has come to create an impenetrable suit of adamantine armor for himself. Wow. Imbued with charms designed to foil spells and keep him safe in any environment, no matter how hostile. No one can guess at all of its features since he crafted it using methods that only he has mastered. It's basically like this is the best suit of armor in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I came up with it all, all, all by myself. Yeah. Well, what if like there's actually no secrets? He just perpetuates the reputation that it's full of secrets, which scares people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like part of like the element of surprise yeah. is that like it, it's really not that cool. Yeah. He's like, I've never actually even put it on. But people <laughs> think that I can and that it'll be super dope. And that's the actual armor. Well, they're talking about his paranoia. So maybe it's more like he never takes it off. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's possible. And that's it's possible just well. cool enough. It's just cool it enough. It probably has like an anti-magic something something on it. Yeah, it's Maybe on a charge yeah. level or something yeah. like that. It's probably got a magical nuclear bunker inside. He could do Thunder Wave like just repeatedly, <laughs> but bigger. I like how you, just, you chose a, a level one spell. <laughs> yeah, he do it like a nine though. <laughs> sure. Just constantly. Okay, so what's better, a level nine spell or a level one spell at level nine? It depends on which spell. Well, I'm pretty, almost across the board, it's got to be the level nine spell. I mean, it depends. Someone in the comments, give me an example of a level one spell that outstrips a level nine spell at level nine. It depends. It's very situational, but okay. a case could be made for magic missile. I'd like to hear that case in the comments. His paranoia has become so severe that he often dispatches orders and other missives by branding his message on the back of an imp. The imp wears a leather vest that conceals the message, and the laces of the vest are knitted into the imp's heart. If oh, the vest, God. If the vest is removed by anyone other than the intended recipient, the act kills the imp and causes the body to disintegrate before the message can be read. And with every archdevil that falls from grace, the spader's paranoia grows greater, and his methods become even more extreme. Oh, dude. This dude's like a next level. Yes, <laughs> this dude's next level for sure. It's time for your new sweater, Jeremy. <laughs> no, no, boss, please. Not Jeremy. No. Jeremy, my favorite imp. Um, <laughs> you will find as we continue down towards Asmo, we won't cover Asmo this year because we already did. But as we cover the Archdukes, um, they get a little fucking crazier every time. And the deeper down you go into hell, the more powerful the more, they are, the more acne the imps have. Why? I feel like this is a joke. I'm not getting pimple pimples. Pimples. I did the joke. Okay. I did that joke last time during the Amps episode. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk about <laughs> the layer over which this Vader rules. It's all settling in over there. <laughs> huh? It is. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, I'll laugh. The narcissistically <laughs> named layer of dis. Uh, the outskirts of this layer of hell are interspersed with rolling hills plagued by hellcats, wild aranees, and moving pillars of stone. The majority of the layer, however, is a flat blasted plain with only occasional rises in the ground or precipitous mountains filled with iron ore that create a maze of canyons between them. That's cool. Iron bastions on rocky pinnacles filled with garrisons watch over the canyons and the iron roads paved with them. Um, within them. The cloudless skies are thick gray green, sometimes illuminated by flickers of lightning and the faint echoes of thunder. Um, 
and are plagued by unending winds that fiercely and unpredictably hurl travelers through the air and make flying an ordeal for those that haven't spent years learning oh, its great. patterns. It's so places you have like to a take really the canyon, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. And the canyon's guarded. So now I'm picturing like desert planet. Kind of. It's kind of like a, a a desert planet with like weird like. Whenever storms like this get mentioned in some of these like outer planes stuff, it always reminds me of like really inhospitable um, planets. Yes, like like Venus. Like this, I'm getting Venus vibes. I don't know if you know much about like the atmosphere of Venus, but that this is what I'm getting. It's like incredibly dense, hot. Incredibly dense, hot, constantly storming. Yeah, concussion man, and it rains acid all the time. Rains acid. Um, And upon this hellscape stands the most well-known domain in hell, the Iron City of Dis, sometimes called the City of Pain. Tell me, Will, what is Dis? Um, uh, The city? No, I mean, like, you're about to, to, right? Oh, I am. I was trying to cue you up. Well, it's also, it's confusing because Dis is the lair, but it's also the city, but it's also the Lord. I see. That's what Dis is. That's what Dis is. I see. The Iron City is seemingly infinite in size from its interior. Even the path leading to it foreshadows its spatially aberrant nature, since only by treading a certain slope on a ring of mountains can one make their way inside the city. The winding path is composed of the broken skulls of the damned, and after a certain amount of time, (laughs) traveling the black iron spurs that jet towards the sky along the road gradually become so thick that they become walls. And as the walls grow larger, a traveler traveler will abruptly realize that they have somehow without noticing entered the city now surrounded by people and buildings he's like oh shit yeah (laughs) also i like an inspector going by like who put this skull here (laughs) this skull is not damned (laughs) it's the opposite of damned. this skull was not damned properly you can't just install these wherever you want (laughs) the city itself is an ever-changing labyrinth this is partially the result of the endless construction work forced upon the petitioners who dwell here uh, work crews of shades that have been returned their memories in order to properly appreciate their agony. Oh, <laughs> That's so fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To properly I mean. appreciate their agony. Lemurs and other forms of petitioners are guided by spine devil foremen and watched over by perched Abishai in the extension contraction. Remodel in the extension contraction, remodeling, reconstruction, and repair of the city, much of which is considered to be meaningless busy work. Oh, man. This place sucks. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's the worst. I mean, uh, I knew that really early on, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it just keeps getting... There's just more. There's, there's always more. more bad. Yeah, the changes made to the City of Pain at Despater's behest seem at a glance wholly illogical. Uh, the condemned work gangs lay down metal plates and erect buildings one week only for the same team to rip up the streets and tear down the buildings the next. Or for the crew a block over to be undoing similar work to theirs that was just freshly completed. Oh my gosh, okay. Um, And to add to this madness, the city is said to rearrange itself as if alive with a will of its own, and does so impossibly fast, for no matter how fast a cartographer might sketch, the city is always different by the time they are finished. It is said that the reason the Iron City changes so quickly, both supernaturally and in the form of the work crew orders, is that it reflects the inner workings of Despater's mind. Despite being theoretically infinite, those inside always feel cramped and trapped, and the more paranoid Despater becomes, the tighter and more worn-like the city streets become. Imagine having, like, I always get mad when there's construction on my normal work route. Yeah, like, oh, i got to yeah, take a different street, and yeah. then you go over there, and, and it's, it's also under construction, yeah, yeah. and then you go to the next one, and it's like... It just never ends. Then the train comes by, and you're <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm late. How, how could I have known? <laughs> <laughs> the city of Dis is composed of iron ramparts, uh, eerie-filled towers, garbage-choked streets, and dilapidated alleys with the overwhelming presence of scrying devices, walls that can listen, and red-eyed statues that watch. Um, and every outer surface of the city is glowing hot and horribly burns anyone daring or careless enough to touch its iron portion. 
Dang, so you're not doing anything in the city without being watched pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you're always watched. It smells really bad. You get lost all the time and don't touch anything because it will burn you. Yeah, what's the party doing here? <laughs> Wishing they weren't here. That's yeah, what can, they're doing here. Can you traverse it normally? Like, under, um, like, do you need a writ of passage to be in here and then... Yeah, you could do like... Uh, well, there's a few ways you could tackle it. I think there's a spell that is like the, the Adventure Time Flame Shield. You remember that? You remember um, Flame Shield from Adventure Time? Whenever they have to go to the Fire Kingdom? Kind of. They're covered in blue. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah so there, I, I'm pretty sure there's a spell equivalent of that. But, I mean, you could also just chalk it up to some sort of blessing, whether it's from a god or uh, an evil entity of some sort, that allows safe passage, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you will not be affected by the the hell heat here. Right, like Link's red tunic and ocarina. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the idea, but I just mean like, like the homies are. I know you're there, and the homies are all like evil and powerful. Right, so they're gonna right. smack you. Oh yeah, definitely. So like, so is this a sneak mission, and you have to avoid all these cameras? Mortals do come here sometimes. Usually they're very evil, and usually yes, they have contracts and or connections with with entities of power that allow them to Please be Please let me in. What are your credentials? I'm very evil. <laughs> right, exactly. See my resume um, of deeds. So, like, theoretically, one could traverse the city in the guise of, like, a petitioner. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. The, the devils aren't going to look around and know immediately that you're not necessarily, because all mortals look the same to them. They don't really give a shit. Um, unless you're obvious, right? Unless you're, like, a paladin being a paladin or if like you're like giving off an aura of goodness and you're not doing something about it um yeah yeah except for the Pelor's witnesses they let them they let them knock on the door there yeah absolutely just, like, just don't everyone knows they're actually evil. they'll go away just <laughs> don't answer it. uh the iron tower from which Despater rules is a massive structure that dominates the city skyline and possesses even faster acting peculiarities than the rest of the city no matter one's location in the city, the tower always seems to be a block away, moving towards or away from the tower, uh, has no effect on this, and it can be seen from every point in Dis, and from it, Dispater can see the tiniest details of his domain. So, this is further surveillance, and also, this Iron Tower is untouchable. Jeez, so... Yeah. Uh, there's probably like cloak magic and stuff. Like, well, there seems to be some sort of like time-space reality bullshit going on in the entire plane, and Dispater has pretty fine-tuned control of it so mm. whether he did something to cause that or if he mastered something that was already here it's unclear oh, yeah yeah i was just trying to figure out like like threads here like like housing a secret that keeps you like i uh, can only tell you in person so i have to go to your tower and like have an audience with you and yeah like, it would be very interesting to see a campaign that like gets you in the, the tower of Dis, right because yeah. it's a place that no one is allowed to go right selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. But let's take a short rest. We've returned. Indeed we have. Welcome back, William. Thank you. Welcome well, back. You you as well. Welcome back to Dis Podcast. <laughs> to Dis Podcast. The you, best podcast. You like this podcast? Uh Will Will's the lore guy and I'm the guy learning shit. We don't say that ever. It's been a long time since we said that. If you it should be obvious. People yeah. people tend to make that observation and be like, Does Brian not know? I'm like, well, No. At this point know. you know a lot. Yes. Yes, like, I do. An extensive amount. Yes. I would consider myself an expert on many of the things we've yeah, covered. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I, I agree. But I keep myself ignorant to what we are going to cover right, purposefully right. so that we can maintain the illusion. Yeah, also, like, th- there becomes a point where there's just so much to know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, we covered already that I don't remember anymore. Right, I can't, you know ca- I, mean? I can't, I vaguely remember a lot of things. I am not an encyclopedia. I firmly remember many things. You've compiled an encyclopedia of notes. I know, yeah, yeah. Point. Good job. Too bad it's not from the beginning. It's hard, yeah. It's hard work. Okay, yeah, because we weren't all digital always forever. No. And now we, at some point we went over. But if you want to support our hard work, me retaining ignorance and will not, uh, <laughs> support us on Patreon. Please do. It's cool of you to do that. Yeah, it and there's cool stuff there for you to check out. Yeah, if you're, like, trying to get shit, we have more <laughs> of it there. Indeed. Yeah, audio, merch, like, mm-hmm. live games. Live games, all kinds of stuff. Dungeon chats from, like, 2002. One. Lots of podcast content is over there. 2001. Did I say 2001? <clears throat> 2020 and 2021. 21, yes. Yeah. I think we started those and then coronavirus. Yes. So, <laughs> we ready? We ready yeah. to get back to this? Yeah, let's get back to this. All right. Zombies, rock grubs, and the occasional black pudding can be found throughout the streets of Dis, along with iron gargoyles brooding in the squares and specters being harvested for energy. Cool. This place fucking sucks yeah but the visual is super is cool very very like, cool i yeah. would love a photo or some video footage i'm not interested in going there oh yeah. among the crowds <laughs> that fill the streets are countless devils and parades of infernal nobles blood war officers and other important devils dwell in their mansions scattered throughout the city 
Despite his inherent distrust in all others, Despater has to rely on someone for anything to be achieved, and his favorite servitors are the Aranese, natives to Dis appreciated not only for their beauty, but for their unfaltering fealty and competence. Traits Despater uh, assesses for through traps, tests, and uh, demonstrably excellent service. Nice. Um, though these loyalty assessments and Aranese earns increased influence throughout Dis as a reward for displaying such characteristics. Uh, patrolling discs from the skies, the Aranese spot any and all intruders to the Archduke's domain. They're all wearing like fucking Teamster shirts with like those ideals printed on them. <laughs> absolutely. They have like a monthly. Yes, absolutely. They have like they a are. monthly employee recognition. Under their armor, but they're definitely wearing it. Uh, yeah. Well, this is probably a sash then on yeah. top oh, of yeah. the armor. Okay, I like that. That's yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> besides Aranese, Dispater employs constructs such as Iron Golems to do his bidding. The constructs lack of free will, making it the perfect servant to never have to fear betrayal from. Many powerful dukes serve the Father of Strife as well. His three foremost generals are B. True, the strongest of Despater's vassals, who leads 70 companies of Aranese. The warlike general Alakur. I want to say it's Alakur, right? Uh, yeah, Alakur or... Or Alasur. Or Alasur. I, I can't really... I'm going with the hard C, Alakur. Yeah, I think you got the inflections right. Yeah, Alakur, a lion-headed devil, greatly proficient in martial weaponry, who leads 36 companies of Aranese and rides about his estates on a nightmare. And the patchwork quadruped known as Merodak, whose appearance combines a wolf's body, a serpent's prehensile tail, huge feathered wings, and large spreading longhorns, who leads 21 bearded devil companies. Yikes. These uh, are his boys. A nightmare is a big, scary horse. Big, scary Flaming fire horse. horse. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's like Ghost Rider's bike. But, but remember when they do the flashback yeah. and it's a cowboy and he's riding a horse? Yeah. It's that. I was going to say it's a dark Rapidash, but that's, It's yeah. dark Rapidash. <laughs> it's Team Rockets. It's Giovanni's Rapidash. It's Giovanni's Rapidash for sure. <laughs> Despater's consort is a relatively weak duchess known as Lilis, a cautious diplomat that cemented her position through strategy, political wariness, and by providing Despater access to her personal spy network, which is said to rival even that of Asmodeus. Um, the most notable of Despater's dukes, however, is his right-hand man. The satyr-like silver-tongued devil known as... I'm going to fuck this name up, but here we go. Titivillis. Titivillis. Titivillis, I think is his name. Yeah, you're probably right. I just went for it. You did. I've never seen this word before. I know you haven't. Titivillis serves several roles of Despater, acting as his ambassador, advisor, messenger, and harbinger. His trust for the Duke being so great that he leaves the active governance of Dis to him and allows him to speak and act on his behalf. It is unknown if any message sent to Despater is ever actually received by the Archduke himself. In truth, Despater's biggest mistake may be putting uh, Tadivilis in charge, for while he is justified in being paranoid towards outside threats, he neglects to protect himself from his own fear. Tadivilis is not in his position for his strength, but for his ability to know exactly what to say at exactly the right time to get his way and confuse others into seeing him as their friend. As his, as their friend. Oh, yeah. so he's just manipulating. He's theoretically, just being a little nasty. Theoretically. Oh. After gaining his position as Despater's right hand, he's been preying on Despater's paranoia, convincing him that even Asmodeus himself is a part of innumerable number of conspiracies out to dethrone him. <laughs> they have they they have an Illumi- hell Illuminati. <laughs> You're not part of it, my guy. <laughs> it's everybody else. I've been to the meetings. I said I can't I can't participate in this. I gotta go back to my boy. I, got, I like that. That's I gotta really get good. back to dis. Um, there is also a theory floating out there that Tativilus is a is not is a is a false identity, and that dis, it is Despater disguising himself 
And that's why he trusts him so much. Oh. Because it's not like Despater to trust anyone with anything ever. Right. Why does he super way trust this very not trustworthy guy? <laughs> yeah. It's because he is this guy. He is this that's guy. That's a theory. He's like, not, if I call myself Tittyville, everybody's, <laughs> no one's going to suspect No one will think I took that name. I That's a stupid name. I'm not going to wear the suit when I'm Tittyville's. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> yeah. perhaps Tittyville's is, perhaps Tittyville's equal in power and favor is Arioch the Iron Avenger. As the Spader's enforcer, the Avenger protects the city, searching for those that defy, displease, obstruct, or cross the Father of Strife. And as the Spader's personal bodyguard, Arioch accompanies him everywhere that holds potential danger, typically outside the city, and wards the Spader from pestering from the pestering of devils from other circles of hell. Okay. So this guy exists too, and he's kind of a badass. <laughs> also, Tony Stark from hell. <laughs> right. Uh, Despater holds no true allies among the other Archdukes. He has instead tried to civilly distance himself from his peers and make peace with all of his rivals in order to establish himself as a neutral party. A futile goal for uh, being such as himself in the Nine Hells, but he really wants to essentially be the Switzerland of hell. Okay. Who else is doing that? Some Other, other Dukes are doing that, right? Other dupes? Mm, not to my knowledge that I Something's can think of. Bell. I can't remember. It's possible. We've talked about a lot of entities on this, so yeah. yeah. Being the Archduke of being an Archduke of Beator, the Spader's power level is on par with that of minor deities. His simple touch can have one of two effects, each devastating on their own, but when used in concert can easily fell even the most dangerous of foes. The first effect allows Despater to turn flesh into iron, rendering almost any organic foe an inert statue. The second effect almost instantly corrodes metal, rusting up to a 10-foot cube worth of material into useless pieces in an instant. That's cool. Only the most capable of warrior is fast enough to retract their weapon after striking him without it turning to dust first. Despater's favored tactic is turning someone into metal before rusting them into oblivion. Yeah, cool. Can you imagine that training? You have, you're going to go into dis, man. You're going to kill this guy. You have to learn to strike this mannequin and pull it away in time before, mm-hmm. like, the acid pops out of it or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're just, like, in the woods. Or like, maybe they just give him a, give the person, like, a really magical quarterstaff and, like, now you don't got to worry about it being metal. Yeah, just, just, just absolutely the whoop the F out of him. <laughs> yeah, just beat the living snot out of him. <laughs> Use those key points, my guy, because you're going to need them. <laughs> Despater's defenses are near insurmountable. He can create scalding gates of steel and walls of deadly chains to hold back his attackers while he summons aid, uh, pit fiends being the fir- his first choice of summon. Uh, Despater's very words are filled with power, and if he cannot persuade someone through raw charisma alone, he can do so with their magical power. Um, able to sway foes magically in combat, Despater tends to section off powerful adversaries from their allies in order to dominate them uninterrupted. He can even blast people back with thunderous speech and utter an utter an unholy word. Oh, can't say, we don't say unholy we don't say words the unholy on this word. podcast. No, we do not. Never. Never. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck unholy words. Fuck those things. Uh, and Despater has various other abilities, such as the power to create a symbol of pain, <laughs> surround himself with a terrifying aura, or cause a fear or chill with his gaze. It is also said that those who attack him are forced to relive their worst memories in excruciating Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Back to the training montage in the forest. Your sensei is telling you about all the times you fucked up really loud in your ear as you're swinging your sword. Whether Great. it was as simple as losing a brawl or as supremely humiliating as the celestial's fall from grace, 
from what I can tell, this power is uh, usable in combat for the fire father of strife. What a role play that has to be. Yeah, you really got every time in. you swing a sword at him, you have to relive a really embarrassing moment. That's a long combat. It's a long combat with a lot of cinematics. The combat itself is a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> this is our one shot tonight. It's one person doing a combat against this guy. Yeah. Finally, rumored to have been empowered at the same time as the Iron Tower, Despater's Rod is both a potent magical artifact and his symbol of ultimate authority. It is three foot long, made either of iron or in lead or adamantine, it's not clear, and shaped like two intertwined serpents. It acts as both a rod of rulership and a powerful staff of striking. Allows the wielder to smite the forces of good and can spew stinging acid. Oh my god, this is let me spite, smite some good forces real quick. Any questions about Despater's badass self? <laughs> oh man, he's a little ridiculous. Yeah, they all are. I mean, That's why I love talking about all the archfiends and the and the demon lords because they're all ridiculous except for Demon Gorgon, who's perfect in all ways. Yeah, he's great. Dude, he <laughs> loves to swim in the briny soup. Uh, does, is this guy? What's the inside of the tower like? Is we, that, no one knows. Oh, because it's a secret. And yeah. no it's ever, ever it's ever changing. Only the most trusted people. It's got a library. I know that because the spader likes to live there. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So even the lair itself is a secret mm-hmm. in a way because it's never like even the, the visible parts because it's constantly changing. No yeah. one knows really. No one really knows. Except they know that it changes. Exactly. Okay. Dang. Uh, I, I don't know. This I'm trying to figure out how to get in here. Do you go in here after descent to Avernus? Do you have like a sting operation in here? Um, like, are you are you asking me like why a, would you go here or yeah. how do you get in here? Or like yeah, can you put like a we got to break into the tower, the Iron Tower, mm-hmm. and get into a vault where there is a secret. I'm so, I'm latching onto that. Like, okay, find a secret. Yeah, like Despater stole something so precious and it can't be left in his possession, like. The gods from on high are sending an elite squad to go in. Yeah, maybe it's um, like while he has se- this secret, no one can know it. Like he stole the information that other people once knew. Mm-hmm. That seems cool. So getting into Avernus is pretty easy. There's lots of portals that go there. There's a war to kind of hide in. You can hide in the chaos of war to yes, get in. Yeah. Um, as for getting into the layer of Dis. There are there's essentially two ways. There's one is the main path, which is straight through TMS layer. So you're gonna have to get by or through her, or there's secret paths uh, that only like super higher ups know. If you can manage to find one or find someone who knows about one, then you go down the secret path and bypass TMS. Now you're in Dis. Then you have to figure out the secret of getting into the city. Like once you can learn that knowledge, then you can find the right canyon path to get in. And once you're in. Then it's, you know, disguising yourself as a petitioner. And I don't even know where you'd be in trying to get into the uh, tower. I'm trying to fathom what a Nine Hells campaign really looks like because uh-huh. I haven't thought about it since, like, year one of the show. Right. Um, in this way. But, like, it seems enormous. Like, what a what a Yeah, it would be long, fun, though. A long-form game. Yeah, yeah. But it would be fun. It would be yeah. excellent. Uh, you'd have to start the party at at least level six, I think. Just, just to, to start to not them up. die. Yeah, to not die immediately. Maybe they do like teleport in missions somehow. Like they um, like place this magical node down in a secret spot in, you know, in Dis, mm-hmm. and like it will not be corrupted by the evil magic. You could teleport back there. You can right. go home and rest. That'd be interesting. That'd be that'd be that feels very video game esque. Not yeah. in a bad way, but it's like Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Um, um, Oh, oh, the adventure module or the board game? Uh, I mean, I guess both, because okay. the lore of it is that you go down under the yawning portal. Oh, right, right, right. And then you 
We go into the yawning portal. You go in, you do stuff, and then you get out. And then you can come back out. Yeah. yeah. But you you go in so deep, and then how does it work? Does it reset? You have to, like, go through again. I have no but, idea. like, part of the, the thing is, like, how deep can you go before you come back out? And right. part of um, what's-his-face? Um, Volo. Volo. Okay. Uh, goes down there. And is down there for fucking for fucking ever like mm-hmm. a, like I think it was ridiculous like 150 years or something. Oh, so like everyone that. thought he died for sure. Yeah, and then he came back out and he's fucking rich and it's like got magic and shit. <laughs> for sure, like, good for him. Start fucking bar. Nice. Yeah. Are you ready for a long rest? I think so. Let's do it. Okay. Just outside the studio, ranking members of the Cult of Demogorgon and founders of the Dungeon Cast fan club, Grimly and Gromly, conspire to send their demonic master pertinent information to aid and abet toward the victory of their true patron, Demogorgon, in the Blood War. Shout out to Demogorgon. Let's listen in. Ah, yes, the secret whisperings. I heard them all. Yes, yes. <laughs> very, very educational. Now we, again. Yes, yes, always. And now we know the things about... What do we know? Everything about dis. Bader, right? Dis Bader? Or dis? A both? Both. Which one's which? If you had to Please ask explain yourself, again. If you had to ask yourself, what is dis? <laughs> what would what would your brain say? To um, make your mouth do the moving. Um, and the vocal cord pushing. <laughs> air air execution. Outs. Sorry, sorry. Had a cough there. Stop eating the gravel, man. No, um, it's this Diet Coke that I'm drinking. <laughs> Stop drinking Diet Coke, dude. <laughs> It tastes good. The mortals make good drinks. I don't know what to tell you. The FDA did some suspect stuff about it, right? So, that even better. We're demons, bro. We're co- pseudo-demons. We're warlocks. Are we? I thought we were demons. <laughs> no. no, you got demon powers. Oh, okay. You got demon powers. Watch. Sorry, I was confused. Eldritch Blast! <laughs> I did one. That's all. You very, can do one. It was very impressive. That's like the first thing he gives you. Oh, God. Okay. Good. That's good. Okay. What, tell, are we, what are we doing here? We should tell the boss about what's going on. You, are yes. you ready for me? I've drawn the runes. Yes, let's do it. I'm going to activate the runes. Yes. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, this. Siri, set a timer for one minute. Okay. I'm ready. Ah. Siri, set a timer for one minute. Okay, we're on. We're on? We're, we're on. live now. It's happening. Okay. Oh, super paranoid. Super, super paranoid. Like, uh, he yeah. might be, he might be named Titty Villas. He wears his, what? <laughs> he wears, oh, that's right. He wears a suit. He wears a really nice suit. It's always clean. He doesn't live in Titty Villas. He lives in Dis. Yeah, he lives in Dis. His name might be Titty Villas. His name might be Titty Villas. Uh, hey, uh, Iron Man's there, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Iron Man's there. Devil we Iron Man. that. He uh, seems pretty strong. I'm not gonna lie. He seems pretty strong, but so maybe clean, that's clean a lie. He's handsome. Yeah, very handsome. You know, but not, not as handsome as Demon Gorgon. No. I was no. I mean, is that? That's not really how I feel about it. <laughs> They're beautiful in, in a lot of ways. Um, shout out, shout out to Demon Gorgon. Uh, uh, no, what about Dismater though? Dis- what is yeah, it? the place kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Endless construction zone. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's bad. You know, it's rather chaotic. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to say it's rather chaotic, like where we're from, except we're not from there, because I'm a warlock, not a demon. i got to get my story straight. No, the guys didn't draw that parallel at all. The chaos yeah. of the place shouldn't be a little more lawful. It should be, right? The laws are more like secrets. This lore doesn't make sense. It's kind of weird. It's yeah. a little stretched out. Little, yeah, suspect. Something about Venus. <laughs> I don't know. It really got this one really got away from us. Yeah, they they usually do. <laughs> uh, 
well, at least I still got my warlock powers. Yeah. And I still have my Diet Coke. Oh, jeez. There he goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest. Yes. <laughs> yes, welcome. Yes, welcome. It is long, and there are couches, sofas, beanbaggery. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A chase. A chase? A chase as well. Like a bank? Like no. Like an ATM? No, like the furniture. <laughs> like a chase furniture? You've never, you don't know what a chase is? What's a chase? It's like, um, hmm, it's like a long chair with, it's like half a sofa. Like Cruella DeVille lays on one? Yeah, probably. Like a therapy They're office usually, in a Looney Tunes cartoon? Uh, a chase is, it is like a luxury furniture, usually. Like Cruella DeVille definitely has multiple chases, most likely. Like a narc police dog from a children's cartoon? What? Chase is on the case. I have a child. Okay, for sure. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Uh, his name is Chase. He's a dog. He's a cop. And dog. He's, he's a she's a cop. He's a cop dog. Yeah, it's fucking okay. arc. Okay, all right. If you want to support us, then get over here and bench me. <laughs> get it? Uh, no, do it on Patreon. Yes, please. Bench, please. bench us with your wallet. Indeed. Uh, please. Thanks. That helps us keep the lights on. Yeah, I'll just keep this going. <laughs> it does. We touched on it earlier and around the short rest area, um, which we don't. You're not normally not supposed to touch there. No, uh, <clears throat> but we did. So yeah, please. <laughs> I don't know how to be more awkward about it because I'm doing my best. Uh, to, I mean, you're very successful. Very good at being <laughs> awkward about it. Um, we really appreciate it. I'm not. Uh, thank you. I did it. I think I found mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you don't want to do that, though, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and review the shit out of us. Yeah. Yeah, but also very much yeah. Shake Shake Apple down. Like, <laughs> promote the Dungeon Cast, damn it. Five star it. Yes, please do. Or you can go to the merch store if you if you changed your mind and you do have money now. <laughs> and you want st- but you just want like a more of a return on the money you want like actual physical product versus like more content which then, you can yeah. get on patreon and it's exclusive that's but true but you want a lot of it less big, direct that yeah, way yes and a big variety of it is on the merch store on on our merch store yeah because there's literally hundreds of products with really cool designs that are all dungeon cast central i know i spent a long time in there buying stuff mm-hmm. today during the recording uh i wore my echo my blade song shirt it's a good looking it's shirt it's got um echo's blade song form on it from super quest saga which mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. that helps us if you listen to that too it's yeah really, it's actually really good yeah it is it's actually a show we made because we had like resources to create it from people on patreon mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. thanks Thank you. Um, yeah, spread it. It just says sp- the word. Oh, the word. The word. Spread yeah, the word. Spread it of the show. Of the show. Specifically, not just not just like whatever. Not <laughs> just some word. Some words. Dungeon cast words. Yeah. Words that involve telling people to listen to the dungeon cast. Yeah. Tell Say a friend. To tell a family member. Tell people who you think might be interested. Tell strangers. Yeah. Tell your. Tell, tell your teacher. Friends of your friends. Tell your enemies. Yeah. You know those people on Facebook or on Instagram uh, suggestions that you keep scrolling past or Xing out? Uh, follow them and tell them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Discord. Well, see, I did that last time. Uh, you, can you can join, join our, our Discord. Discord. Um, link in the description. There's a link in the description. Uh, if you're on Patreon, you get special Discord access. True that. Talk to mods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, what are those? Social medias, that's what they are, and we've got them, damn it. Indeed we do. We've got them in in spades. Does that mean four? 
What? In spades means four. I think have them in spades means that you just have many, right? Is it four specifically though? Why? What? What about a spade implies four? I'm curious. Uh, because uh, you know that's a good question. Because <laughs> when I think of spades, I think of two things: either a spade shovel or the suit spade. Yeah, and a shovel's a triangle. This is three, right? A spade, tri- a shovel. I've never thought of a spade as shaped as a triangle before. It is though. Is it kind of? I mean, it's round. It's not a perfect triangle. It's like got a triangular shape to it to dig. Because there are flathead yeah. shovels like snow shovels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there's a spade, which is yeah. a, which is a triangular point. It's yeah, it's a pointed shovel. It's pointed in a triangular way. Is it? Is I got, it? I got one buried over there. Either way, almost see it. Spades means a lot. We got a lot of social media. <laughs> Go follow it. At least three. I promise we're not going to talk about spades there. I don't know. At least not yet. I won't do it on TikTok. Okay, I can't for sure. speak for the other ones anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, check out a TikTok because I'm there. All right, I think we can call it a game. Yeah, we can. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. You can decide to use that demon sound or not. It was like a demon. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was trying to to make it a bigger belch, but it didn't. It didn't work. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story: Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.